well, first of all, have you ever desired, just hopping right into it, have you ever desired to hear God's voice better? Like, I think it kind of yeah. goes hand in hand with what you asked yesterday on the broadcast. Like, how can you make sure that when you're walking with God and being led by God, that there's not that start, stop, start, yeah. stop. Like, have you guys ever felt that before yeah. when you're walking with God and it's like, oh, I feel like I just hit a wall. I can't move forward anymore. And yeah. then you just mm-hmm. kind of feel stuck. Like, mm-hmm. is that something you've ever experienced ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, and been like, like that big in your forehead <laughs> wrinkled. <laughs> like, uh, and being in that moment of like, okay, I need, I need an answer right now, but I can't put my life on hold. Yeah. Like I can't just start and stop and be like, okay, let's just pause everything and let me wait for the Holy Spirit. Like yeah. that feeling of, uh, of not wanting to take action, being nervous to take action, like that, I've experienced that a lot and, and been confused by that and wanted like a specific, like, do this, do this, do this, do this. So the inward yeah. witness has really, and like I mentioned this the other day in the comments, um, I always thought that the inward voice was like the main way that God led. So I was constantly list, hear, like trying to hear like actual yeah. words mm-hmm. without understanding that the inward witness, a, mm-hmm. a knowing, a sense of knowing, a sense of peace is actually the way, yeah. the primary way God leads. So mm-hmm. uh, this whole topic is helpful for me and helpful for me to hear again. It's, mm-hmm. it's so important and something that I've needed to grow in a lot. Yeah. Very much. Amen. Yeah. Honestly, I've gone through that too. Like, where I'm like, there's all these things that I need to know what I should do with, and I kind of, I've kind of allowed myself to get in times like in overwhelming places yeah. where like there's so much that I haven't heard from God yet. How am I going to move forward until I like, yeah, get like clear <clears throat> words from rather than all right, Lord, I trust you. You'll like in all my ways, I'm acknowledging you. And as I'm moving, I trust that you'll flow and you'll lead me. And and in that inner witness, you know, you'll kind of guide me. But yeah, no, I've really, I have been in, in that place where it's like, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. And I've been yeah. in a place where it's been more of a flow and I've kind of bounced in and out of those things. Yeah. But uh, it, it's really important for us to, to learn how to flow in the Holy Spirit. And that's where kind of what we're talking about today is going to really help. Yeah. Because um, it's not something that I would have really ever thought would attribute to what we're talking about, yeah. but it does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go to Mark chapter 10. And this is, these are scriptures that you know, if you've been around the word at all, you've likely heard before. But one thing that I've learned, you know, I've learned this from pastor is anytime you go into the word, treat it like the first time, like treat this like the first time you're hearing these scriptures and let the Lord reveal some things to you today. So in Mark 10 and then verse 46, it's talking about blind Bartimaeus. Then they came to Jericho, talking about Jesus and his disciples. And as he, Jesus, was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. So here's this blind man sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many, and that's a key, just keep that phrase in mind. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said to him, call him here. So they called the blind man, saying to him, take courage. Yeah, because now they're friends. Oh, that's so good. You get to go see Jesus. Whereas before they're like, shut up. But now they're buddies. Take courage, stand up. He's calling for you. 
Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. And answering him, Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? What a question to have Jesus ask you. Oh my gosh. And he says, Rabbi, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. So one of the things that you see in here, and you see this countless times throughout the word, like the the other one that stuck out to me was a woman with the issue of blood, is you see these great testimonies of faith and then the miraculous happening. But why did they happen? There's something different in these accounts. It wasn't just that they had an issue. It wasn't just that they needed the Lord to like lead them or to provide an answer for them. There's something different in their approach. You know, the verse that I told you to kind of keep in your brain, the Jesus, son of David, Jesus calling him Jesus, the son of David, it was acknowledging the fact that Jesus was the Messiah. Like that's what the prophecy said is that, you know, the Messiah would come from the lineage of David. So he's acknowledging Jesus, you're the anointed one, Jesus, I need the anointed one. So he had, he had that something different in him that caused him to call on him. And what that different thing is, that key to hearing better is hunger. His hunger for the person, like for the Messiah, for the Savior, his hunger for him caused him to do something different. His hunger provoked Jesus's response. Mm -hmm. His hunger caused Jesus to then call him to him. He was able to hear Jesus's voice, receive that instruction, receive exactly what it was that he needed. Mm -hmm. with a woman with the issue of blood. She had been sick for so long, years and years and years, but yet her hunger for Jesus, her, her faith in the master caused her to reach out and allow the, allow her inner man, like she wasn't even born again, but allow her to do an action that nobody else was really doing by faith. Like other people were touching Jesus, but they weren't doing it with that faith. Hunger provokes the anointing to be released in your life, but it also opens up the door for Jesus to be able to lead you properly. When we're hungry, we then get into position to receive from him differently, to hear his voice more clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of the story of, you know, when the four friends lowered the, the lame man, yeah. like through the roof. The Bible says that the power of God was there, was present to heal them. Yeah. So there was healing power present in that place, in that room. Only one person in all that story got healed though. It was the one who was hungry enough and had friends who, who gathered around that were yeah. hungry enough to lower him through the roof and Jesus healed them. Like, like, um, like we've talked about before, anytime you see a crowd and all these stories that we're talking about where there's a crowd, there's usually someone that stands out in the crowd and yeah. catches Jesus' attention. And the reason they caught Jesus' attention was not because they were sitting on the side of the road saying, well, if he was really, if he really loved me, he would come out of his way and meet yeah. me where I'm at. You know, no, none of them did that. They said, no, I'm hungry for him and I'm going to be, do whatever I need to do to yeah. be where he's at. And because of that, they had, they gained access to him because, yeah. because hunger Put this in the comments. Hunger gets God's attention. When I'm hungry, it, it turns his eyes towards me. Mm-hmm. When I'm hungrier than the rest, it Jesus will say, who's that that's speaking? Yeah. Jesus will say, who touched my robe? Jesus will say, oh, hey, welcome. You know, your sins are forgiven. That man received a lot more than just healing. Yeah. You know? He was one of the first persons that Jesus actually said, your sins are forgiven. Yeah. You know, it, like he received a lot more than than just his healing. But it was because they were these people were hungry. And, and even in the midst of a crowd, I'm willing to reach out. I'm re- willing to make myself look stupid. I'm willing to, when, when people start coming against me, because yeah. here's the thing, 
When you're hunger, hungry, it exposes other people's lack of hunger, and they don't like they don't like that. So the yeah. people will try to shut you up, just like they did with Blind Bartimaeus. Hey, shut up, shut up, shut up! Oh, like we spent all this time discouraging you, like you're saying. Yeah, now yeah. we're gonna encourage you. Oh, Jesus is calling, yay! But but you know, but here's the thing: people people might not like your hunger because it exposes their lack of yeah. hunger, hunger. However, when I see and when you see someone who's hungry for the things of God, let that drive you. Man, I need to be hungry or not. Man, what's wrong with them? Like, yeah. that person is dancing too much. It's kind of stupid. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Let that drive you to another level of hunger. Yeah. However, as we're saying, though, hunger gets God's attention. And as we're talking about, you know, being led, hearing the voice of God, what greater way to hear the voice of God than to be hungry for him? Because as the word says, you know, God's eyes are looking over the earth to and fro, looking for someone to show himself strong in, Looking for someone to partner with, someone, but it's someone whose heart is towards him, someone whose hunger is towards him, yeah. someone who's hungry after him. Yeah, I really, I think it's really interesting how these two are connected. I don't think I've really seen hunger and the leading of the Holy Spirit connected before, but I was just thinking about it right now. Like, I was thinking back over different periods of my life, and the, the times where I've been, um, I've felt like I've heard the Holy Spirit's voice the least, I've been the least hungry, mm -hmm. and in the times where I've been the most hungry, the Holy Spirit's voice was the most clear. Yeah, mm -hmm. which I can I can definitely see that. I don't know if you guys just think about it for a second. The times in your life, can you see that correlation? Because yeah. I know I can. Well, I mean, you think of Moses leading the Israelites out in the desert. Like they were they were hungry for an answer. Like they were hungry to be set free. They need they desired that. So when Moses came and delivered them and they went in, like they were so thankful and they were so excited about it. But what caused them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years? It was a lack of hunger and esteem for the things of God. Mm -hmm. Like they they started complaining about God providing manna from heaven for them. Like, yeah. oh, Oh, to go get the leeks and the onions. Oh, how I miss some onions. Whatever. Like God's providing them supernaturally food each and every single day. And they got to a place where they stopped hungering for what God was providing for them. And because they stopped hungering for it, it caused them to not be able to enter into the promised land. See, when we hunger after the voice of God, we're going to do whatever it takes to hear his voice, whatever it takes to get close to him. You know, that woman with the issue of blood, she literally could have been like stoned for being out in public with the disease that she had, for being in his presence to begin with. But her hunger for him provoked her to do something that just shattered expectations. It caused her to touch him differently, to reach out to him differently, to take an action that was different. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, all sorts of people were touching him. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus said that, who touched me? And his disciples got sassy and they're like, seriously, Jesus, do you see all the people touching you right now? And you're asking who touched me? But he knew there was one person there who hungered differently, yeah. who needed him, who wanted him differently, and with faith was pursuing him. And because by faith they were, per she was pursuing him, she got to hear his voice. Yeah. And because she got to hear his voice, she was able to then receive the instruction that he gave her of yeah. rise up, your faith has made you well. Mm -hmm. Like, had she not heard his voice, she, you know, it was, 
she had received the impartation, but he speaks a word and it's done. So she had received something, but then he was able to put word behind what was transferred in that moment. She was able to receive that command of you're well, you're completely whole. You're not just physically whole. Every part of you is whole. Mm -hmm. And hunger did that. Hunger provoked that. See, when we're hungry, we'll do whatever it takes. Like pastor gives this example, a starving person will do whatever it takes to get food. Like there, I've been like places and I'm sure like y'all have in different cities and stuff where I've had like times where homeless people have asked me for food. And George and I actually one day, this homeless man came up and asked George for food. And George was like, well, I can go get you this. And like, I don't have money to give you right now, but I can go buy you food. And the guy was like, no. He's clearly not hungry enough for, like, you know what I mean? If you're hungry, you're not picky. If you're hungry, you're pursuing with everything you have. You're going to do what it takes to accomplish what's needed. And that's how, not that we're desperate for God, because God freely gives himself to us, but we need to have that sort of desperation on the inside of us of whatever it takes. I will be obedient. I'll do whatever it takes to have even more of you, God. And when we get into that position, the word tells us that we'll be filled. When we get hungry, he will fill us. In Matthew 5 and verse 6, or yeah, verse 6, Matthew 5, 6, and Psalm 107, and I think verse 5, we'll probably get into them. But they talk about hunger. When you're hungry, you get filled. What are you hungry for? Are you hungry for his voice? Because if you're hungry, you'll be filled with his voice. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and I think it's important for us to remember that there's a difference between hunger and just, I don't know, whining. <laughs> you know, like like a lot of times people say, oh, I'm hungry, but this is what their prayer looks like. God, why aren't you doing anything? Sure. Why aren't you speaking to me, God? You know, like, why won't you move? Why won't you heal me? Why won't you provide this? God, where, what's going on? And they think that that's hunger, but that's not hunger. That's what... That's the opposite of hunger. That's sure. that's what uh, kept Israel out of the promised land because they yeah. were just complaining and grumbling. Yeah, why did you send us out here so that we can just die? Why can I mean we at least had meat over there in pots over in Egypt? You know, like like that's not hunger. You know, yeah. like sometimes we think great emotion and great uh, great feeling toward things is hunger when it's not necessarily hunger. Yeah. Like you were saying, because like I can have great emotion. Uh, for, you know, like I can be in a, uh, uh, I can be in like a service and feel all these emotions and all these different things. But what, what happens is, and this is what pa- pastor talks about is you, you got to look at the fruit, yeah. you know, if, if your great emotion or your, or whatever you you think is hunger doesn't bear any fruit, then it's not hunger. Um, like you, the, Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. Are they winning souls? Uh, are they are they making disciples? Are they are they bear, are they walking in the fruit of the spirit? You know, are are they are these things active? Are they in? Are they praying? Are they are they revelation. planted? Are they yeah revelation? I don't remember what all You're the good. things are. Like walking in divine revelation. Are all these things you know pouring out of them? If, if that's if that's not actively happening then, in us in us yeah. yeah. If that's not actively happening in us, then then we need to check and, and get hungry. We need yeah. to, and and there's different ways that you can get hungry. One of the main ones is God help me to get hungry. But here's the, here's the thing, and this is what Pastor says, and this is something that we need to recognize is my hunger isn't depend. My level of hunger is not dependent on God. Yeah. It's dependent on me. I have to choose to get hungry. I like I can't just say God make me hungry. 
and then just continue yeah. doing what I've always been doing. No, I have to put on hunger and I have to choose to walk in hunger. Yeah, you can't pray for God, God make me hungry. He can't do that. That's mm -hmm. our decision. Yeah. So, so honestly, so many wasted prayers are, okay, God, I, I need to be hungry. So make me hungry. Make me. That's a wasted prayer because he can't do that. That's that's our will. But when what he can do and what we can apply faith toward is, okay, God, I need to be hungry. I want to be hungry. Please help me. Help me be hungry. Yeah. And there are things that you can do to ensure that we are moving toward that place of hunger. And we can talk about those. But that's a key point that God's not going to make us hungry. Yeah. That's our responsibility, which is exciting because mm -hmm. if it's our responsibility, we determine today whether or not we're there. Mm -hmm. Like we determine yeah. that we're not waiting on something to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of times it'll happen is okay. Yeah. Well, God will just make me hungry. No, yeah. we'd get to decide that right now. Like mm -hmm. even if I wasn't hungry before this moment, Oh, I can get there. Yeah. Like I can, I can do that. You can do that. That's so awesome because the power is in our hands. Mm -hmm. So you can choose at any minute. Yeah. yeah. I really, I loved your example of, of the, it's key to understand the difference between being hungry and whining mm -hmm. because I, I literally went through probably a, in like three years time where I was at a ministry that had a really strong anointing. Mm -hmm. And I was so, what I thought was hungry. Mm. I was like, I am so hungry. I'm like one of the most hungry people in this service right now, I feel like. And I am receiving the least. Mm. And what was happening was I wasn't actually hungry for what God had for me. I was, I was hungry for the manifestation. Mm. I was hungry for having my feelings validated in service. I was hungry for, I was going all by sight for the things of God. I'm like, God, I, I wanna receive what the person next to me is receiving. I want that so bad. And it's, a, it's related to something good, but my heart on it was actually, the root of it was actually feelings. The root of it was, I want to see and touch what God is doing right now. And I, instead of receiving it by faith, instead of receiving in my spirit, mm -hmm. the things of God receiving properly, mm -hmm. I was just so caught up on manifestations that I'm like, I want this manifestation and this manifestation and this. And it was all feelings based, but I would tell you I'm hungry, but it wasn't, it wasn't godly hunger. It was my flesh. Yeah. It was, I want to, uh, I want to see and I don't want to operate by faith. And like, it, for instance, if God was like, okay, I'm going to do this for you and you may not feel it, but you know it in your spirit. I wasn't happy with that. I was like, no, I don't want that. I want to feel the manifestation mm -hmm. of, of your power right now. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was so hungry for, but it wasn't true hunger. Yeah. She was making eye contact with you. So I just volleyed <laughs> over to you. Okay. And um, really, it's, yeah. a, it's a good point, though. Yeah. I re yeah. like I lived that what you're talking yeah. about, yeah. and I got yeah. I got really off track, and mm -hmm. I really wasn't hungry for whatever God had for me. Yeah. I was hungry for what I wanted. I was mm -hmm. hungry for the junk food. And and sometimes we can get hungry for what other people have too. Yeah, you know, I was rather that. Rather than I'm not hungry for God anymore. I'm hungry for what? Ooh, God's moving in them. I want that. Mm -hmm. I want that. That's yeah. that's covetousness. Yes, you know? I was I was doing yeah. that. You know, like like uh, coveting your neighbor's manifestation, coveting mm -hmm. your neighbor's 
um, you know, walk with the Lord. Like, God, I want that. Yeah. I mean, God's not a respecter of persons, you know, like what God gave to them, he's fully willing to give to you, but it's not, it yeah. doesn't come to us by, by hungering after what other people have. It comes to us by hungering after righteousness, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Matthew 5, 6, put that in the comments, Matthew 5, 6. Uh, blessed are those, happy are those, you know, uh, favored by God are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And they hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mm -hmm. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, which is basically righteous things, godly things. When I hunger and thirst for those, I will be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall not might, not maybe, they shall be filled. So when we put on hunger for righteousness, for godliness, for God, you know, when we're hungering after him, there's a divine guarantee that God will fill us, that God will begin to speak to us, yeah. that God will begin to use us and lead us and guide us. Yeah. So, so, you know, as, as we are talking about hungering and hungering, we're not hungering for things. We're not hungering for manifestations. We're not hungering yeah. for those things. Those are the result of our yeah. hunger. Our, our hunger is towards God. And as we hunger towards him, man, all these things manifest. You yeah. know, uh, Matthew 6, you know, um, it says, seek first uh, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. But it's, it comes when we're seeking first the kingdom, when we're hungering after the kingdom. And when I hunger after the kingdom... Uh, everything comes out of it, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pursue things. Yeah. I'm not gonna seek after things. I'm gonna seek after the kingdom, and those things will be added unto me. Yeah, I think something. And put this in the comments, and not just don't just type it, but let's ask ourselves: What have I been hungry for? Mm -hmm. yeah. Because here's the thing: like even going to the fruit, like what Buddy was talking about earlier, we can be so hungry for fruit that we stop hungering for, you know, the vine. We can be so hungry for a gift that we stop hungering for the giver. Mm -hmm. And the only way hunger works is if we, proper hunger works, is if we're hungering after the Father. You know, John 17, 3, this is eternal life that they may know me. You know, that's our eternal life. In Revelation yeah. 2, Buddy and Abby talked about this last Friday about reset and going back to your first love. In reset, they had fruit. Like, oh my gosh, did the, did the church of Ephesus have fruit? Like they were, they were testing the spirits of, of, um, uh, yeah, of the prophets and they were, you know, doing good works. They were like, they were doing wonderful things. They were doing work and not getting weary and well doing like they, they had done a ton of stuff, but they had left their first love. So we can have like outwardly people can look at us and say, okay, Natalie, Natalie just put in, what have I been hungry for? Natalie win souls. Natalie like lays hands on the sick and sees them recover. Natalie like prays and she's here at the church. But if she's not properly hungry for God, then all the fruit in the world doesn't matter. It doesn't. If we're not effectively hungry for God, that's how that church got to the place where Jesus is like, you need to return to your first love or else I'm going to come and remove your lampstand. Mm -hmm. So even like desiring, and there's nothing wrong with desiring to grow and being a soul winner. There's nothing wrong with growing and desiring to have more fruit in your life. Like that's something I want to have is more fruit in my life, yeah. more fruit of the spirit, more revelation, more power, more souls, more disciples made. Like I want to be a fruit producer. Yeah. But if my desire to have fruit for fruit's sake mm -hmm. over seeking my father first mm -hmm. takes place, then I'm off. Yeah. And that so often is where we've been. We're either feasting on spiritual junk food or we're forgetting the source of where everything is coming from. Yeah. 
Our hunger's got to be on him. You know, in Psalm 107, the verse that I mentioned earlier, uh, 107.9, it says, For he has satisfied the thirsty soul, and the hungry soul he has filled with what is good. You know, in these verses, when, you're, when you see hungry, you can actually translate that down to like a predator, like stalking after its prey, craving it, desiring it, searching after it with all that it has. Has. Like the, the the verse that's in Psalms that says, "As the deer pants for the water, so my soul so my soul longs after you." Is our soul truly longing for the water of life? Truly longing for Him, or has it been like what I've done so much and it's longed for His things? Yeah. Do I want Him, or do I want His stuff? Yeah. And that's really like a key, like what Marky was talking about. At that moment, she wanted His stuff. But when, but when she pivoted and she's like, no, God, I want you. That's when yeah. things change. When yeah. we want him, yeah. everything will shift. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, when I first started going soul winning, which, by the way, we're doing soul winning this Saturday, yeah. tomorrow. That's tomorrow. We're going soul winning tomorrow at 1 p.m. Uh, here at the Church Boomerang if you guys want to come. So uh, when I started soul winning, praying with people, asking them to pray with me and receive Jesus as their Savior, I had a really, really hard time, <clears throat> and I, I wanted to please the Lord, but I, um, I thought the, the proper motivation was to uh, have, my motivation was for the people, and it, it is, but my motivation was so much uh, for the people of I'm doing this for you guys, that when they would say no, I'm like... Why? Like, I'm praying with you right now. I'm doing all this. I'm trying to lead you in the prayer, and you're saying no. And yeah. I would get super upset and, like, offended. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I want to help you, and you don't want my help. And I, I, it really bothered me, and I got really upset and, like, hurt. And, like, and then I realized, oh, I'm doing this for God. <laughs> like, I, and I, in my mind, I, in the back of my mind, I was, but my hunger was was it was a good thing it was a god thing i'm soul winning yeah. i'm praying with people but my hunger was for the people's sake mm -hmm. yeah. not for yeah. god not not for god's sake so when they would say no it would crush me mm -hmm. and i and now i'm at the point where if they say no i can still look to god and say god i did what you wanted they said no to me but i did this for you yeah not for the people. And in so many ways with hunger, like we're talking about, it's so easy just to get off with it a little bit. It just doesn't, something's just, it doesn't work quite right. Like soul winning for people instead of soul winning for God yeah. at your heart. Yeah. Well, what, what just came up to me was in Isaiah where, you know, the Lord, he has a vision and he sees, you know, the angels flying around saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And Isaiah's like, oh my gosh, I'm a man of unclean lips. Like, go away from me, basically. Like, I, I'm not even worthy to be in your presence. Yeah. But what happened is one of the angels flew and touched his mouth with a burning coal. He took the fire of God from the fire of God, touched his mouth. And the very next verse, it says, then I heard the voice of the Lord. See, here's the thing. Even in recognizing his inadequacy, he allowed the Lord to touch him. He, hung, he still hungered after God to the degree that he was able to be purified by the fire. He heard his voice, and because the fire of God had touched him, 
Isaiah went from being like, I'm not even able to be in your presence to here I am, send me, send me. Our hunger changes how we're able to receive from God. It changes everything. He was able to stand in the presence of God, hear his voice and say, I'll go for you. Mm -hmm. I'll go for you. Hungering after God, it literally causes us to be in position where everything else gets burned out. Mm Because you can't hunger after God Mm -hmm. and not get into his presence. Mm -hmm. And in his presence is fire. He's an all-consuming fire. So when we get near God, everything else that's not of him gets burned up. Mm -hmm. Like it, it just, it goes. Fear gets burned up when we're in his presence. Like the pastor was saying yesterday that a key to hearing the voice of God is to make sure that the fruit of the spirit is flowing and anything opposite the fruit of the spirit is not what we're doing. Well, in this, in the presence of God, you're not going to do the opposite of what God wants you to do. Like it's a key. If we abide with him, he abides with us, but we can't abide if we're not hungry. Yeah. Pastor And Pastor Nicole just said, as the deer pants, it's a realization that without this living water, I'll die. Yeah. We've got to have him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, honestly, what just came to me was, you know, in John chapter 6, you know, uh, and this is, this is a huge reality because without hunger, I'll never be able to get into deeper levels with God. Yeah. Without hunger, I'll never be able to get uh, into deeper revelation with God. Because in John chapter 6, you see, you, you know, even outside of John chapter 6, Jesus taught in parables. Why did he teach in parables? Like the disciples said, like, because, I mean, imagine, you know, you, you hear about this great teacher, you travel miles and you show up and he says, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like, like a seed. You know, you scatter it, some falls on, on rocky soil, some falls on stony ground, some falls on the pathway, and some falls on good soil and it makes good fruit. <laughs> What? You know, like, like that's what Jesus started doing. And, and, you know, like imagine you go all this way and and this is the message you hear and you're like, and you go away like, what the heck is this guy talking about? I thought he was a a great teacher, you know, might as well see miracles along the way. But then the disciples came, why do you teach in, in, uh, in parables? And Jesus, uh, essentially paraphrasing said, basically what the reason I'm doing this is to separate those who are hungry Mm -hmm. and humble from those who just want a manifestation, you know, and, and and you see in John chapter six, this happens, you know, Jesus starts saying, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no part of me. And they're like, what is he talking about? You know, like all these people heard at this. They're like, what in the world is happening? You know, like Jesus wasn't, you know, Jesus was an interesting, you know, teacher. But then they're like, no, we can't receive this. And they turned around and walked away. Like how many times have we listened to a message? We're like, no, I don't agree with that. And we just leave it there. Yeah. You know? We just, yeah, I just, I, you know, I know pastor says this. I, I don't agree with that. And then we just end it there. Like that's not what a hungry person will do. Mm-mm. That's what a prideful person would do. No, mm-hmm. a hungry person would say, I didn't understand this. There's probably something in this that I don't know. You know, let me dig into this. Let me actually ask said person about yeah. it. Cause you know, when everyone left, Jesus turned to his disciples and said, are you going to leave too? Yeah. He said, who else has the words of life? You know, I guarantee you, they understood nothing of what Jesus just said. And they're just like, I don't understand that, but we'll stick around. And one day yeah. we'll understand that. And one day they understood it. They're, oh, he's talking about, you know, communion. Yeah. He's talking about this, you know, like he's talking about, you know, his sacrifice and all yeah. that stuff, but they didn't understand it at the moment. See, a hungry person would, is willing to read a scripture, say, I don't understand this, but I, I'm going to seek it out. I'm yep. going to study this out. You know, um, I was listening to Bill Johnson. He was talking about hunger 
And, and you know, uh, the Bible talks about the difference between the milk and the meat and how so many people yeah. are just on the milk and they haven't gotten to the meat. And he said the difference between the milk and the meat is the milk is something that someone else digested and, and processed and then and then gave to you. But the meat is something you go out and get yourself. Yeah. You know, most people, most people don't get past reading a morning devotion or listening to a sermon. They don't get past that. But instead, of, but instead, what Jesus is saying is there's treasure in this word. There's treasure in a fellowship with him. There's treasure in that. But it's reserved for those who are hungry and are going to go out and find it. I'm telling you, there's treasure out in the world buried somewhere. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff. But all, the only people who are going to access it are those who are hungry enough to go and find it. Yeah. You know, there's treasure in the kingdom of God that's only reserved for those who are willing to go out of their way and find it. Not just say, well, I don't agree with that. Let me just end it there and then do nothing about it that's a hungry person will never say i disagree with that and leave it be no mm -hmm. a hungry person's gonna all right let me let me look this up let me ask questions let me yeah. let me study the word that's what made the bereans more noble than, than all the other ones is because they took the word and they studied it and found it to be true yeah. and so that's what a hungry person would do a hungry person and, and this is why jesus taught in parables it was so to separate those who who just want a manifestation and those who actually want no i just want jesus mm -hmm. How many times have we not just heard a message and said, I disagree with that and put it away. How many times have we heard a message? It literally could be happening right now to people. We hear a message and we agree with it. Mm -hmm. But we're like, yeah. that's a really good word for someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's a defining moment of if I'm mm -hmm. hungry or not. Yeah. When I hear... That's a great word, and yeah. I've heard it before. Yeah. And just leave it there. I've heard yeah. it before. I'm good. Like, mm -hmm. you know what? Here's this food. I'm full, so I'm okay. Like, yeah. oh, I'll just have a little snack. Like, eh. Mm -hmm. And like the word right now, how many of us have heard about hunger before? But it's still the Holy Spirit's still bringing it out. Mm -hmm. So we have to humble ourselves mm -hmm. and say, you know what? This is for me. Yeah. Like, this is what Pastor talked about last Sunday. I think it was last Sunday, unless it was two ago. He was talking about there's provision, if, and if we can either take it or not and say that's for me or that's not for me. Like, I'm good. I don't need it. I'm satisfied. But yeah. we're not called to just be satisfied and full in the way of, yeah. okay, I hear this word, but someone else needs it more than me. That that lack of humility mm -hmm. will totally keep us from hunger. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like this word right now, I'm even, it, what even is coming out of my mouth? If it's the Holy Spirit, I need to humble myself and say, I need to hear this. Mm -hmm. I need to be hungry for this and not just be like, I've heard this before. Yeah. I've heard this message before. I already mm -hmm. know this. I'm full. Yeah. I'm good. But the, thing, the things of God, the more we have them, the more hungry they should make us. What was that, what was that quote that you posted about that? You posted about, like, about, the difference between, about the difference between natural hunger and godly hunger. Uh, well, it, it, it said uh, to, to hunger to, in the natural, um, uh, you don't eat. But in the kingdom, to get hungry, you eat. You get yeah. hungry by eating. So in the natural, you get hungry by not eating. In the kingdom, you get hungry by eating. The more you eat and ingest the word of God, the hungrier you get. Because the more you realize there's more, there's more, there's more. There's so much more. Oh, man, there's so much more. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, oh, man, there's so much more. I'm hungry for it. Because mm -hmm. 
Because the more you advance in hunger and in the kingdom, the more you realize there's a lot further to go. There's yeah. a lot more that God has presented to me. You know, you were praying it out this morning, you know, the, the scripture where it says, you know, um, that God has exceedingly abundantly above beyond all that we can ask or think. So like that's what he has prepared for us. But yet until we hunger to a certain level, we won't even be able to see like the bottom level of what all yeah. God has for us. It's exceedingly abundantly above a Beyond, above all we can ask or think. That's it. That's it. Well, and that's one of the ways that we get hungrier. Mm -hmm. You know, Buddy and I were just on the phone with Pastor yeah. earlier this week, and Pastor was telling us, like, the two ways, obviously, hunger is our decision. We choose whether we're going to be hungry mm -hmm. or not. But the two ways we can help enforce our decision mm -hmm. is... Number one, stop feasting on spiritual junk food. Mm -hmm. Stuff that's not pulling you closer to Christ, it's not profitable. Mm -hmm. Like if it's not benefiting you in your walk with the Lord, then it's not necessary. So stop feasting on if you want to get hungrier. And ultimately, you know, we could do this entire broadcast. We could be here the entire day and talk about hunger and the things of God. And you could choose right now to not be hungry. And that's that's fine. That's your decision. Yeah. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, like at this table, Marky and Buddy could choose tomorrow to not be hungry. But and I could I could choose to not be hungry, but it's it's my decision. I can't let what anybody else does determine whether or not I'm gonna be hungry. I've got to be yeah. hungry. And it's got to be a what we've got to do is remove the option of being hungry from our life. Like with God, we've got to stop giving ourselves options. Yeah. It's not, it should not be optional for a believer to be hungry for the things of God, yeah. for a believer to be hungry for intimacy with our Lord. That should not be an option. And yet here in America, we've allowed it to be because there's so many other convenient things or things that are entertaining. And we've allowed our senses and our minds to be yeah. so pulled with all this crap that's not actually Actually pushing us toward the Lord so we're full of other stuff it's yeah. like when you fast when you fast one of the things that literally phys physically happens is your taste buds reset so all of a sudden like before you fast you could down a soda and have it be completely fine mm -hmm. but after you fasted like your body for like 30 days or so your taste buds taste things super different like mm -hmm. you can taste and be like oh my gosh hello chemicals like mm -hmm. hello sugar you can literally feel sugar like cutting in your bloodstream because that's what it does and you, you why because you've reset when you eliminate the stuff mm -hmm. that's spiritual junk food you're literally training your spiritual taste buds to crave things that are holy and right so that's number one is stop feasting on spiritual junk food but number two we've got to train our minds to think on what's available to us mm -hmm. Like what's available? Like yeah. this, what Buddy was just saying in prayer this morning, there was something that the Lord was showing me. Um, yeah. Like I was able to see it in prayer. Something that was, oh my gosh, it was so awesome. And it, I'm not, I'm not going to share it because this isn't the place to do it. But it was awesome. Like I could see it happening. And as I was praying and seeing these amazing things take place, what the Spirit of the Lord was saying to me was, if you can see it, there's more I can do. Like, because the word says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we could ever ask or think. We've got to meditate on what is God's normal. Mm -hmm. Like, just close your eyes right now. Like, can you imagine yourself praying for somebody and seeing them get healed? Okay. 
then God wants and is able to do more than that. Can you see yourself able to do, um, you know, to, oh my gosh, there are just so many things that God wants to do. Are you able to see yourself growing in more love than you have right now to be patient and kind? Can you see yourself doing that? God's able to do more than that. You know, ministers, those of you who are called to be ministers of the gospel, can you in your mind right now imagine the, and any person else, but I felt specifically ministers, can you see the power of God being released from you when you declare a word? And can you see your word change things in people's lives? Can you see that happen through you? Then that means that there's more that you're capable of doing with him. See, if we can dream it, God's able to pass it. He's able to surpass our dreams. He's able to surpass the things that we think. He's able to do beyond what we could ever imagine. But the issue is we haven't let ourselves imagine. We haven't let ourselves dream. We've just kind of stopped. I don't know if that's me. I think that's me. Maybe. I don't know. I think, I think it's time for the body to dream again and start thinking again. What has God called normal? We're gonna hunger when we start thinking about what's available to us. It's like when you're fasting, oh my gosh, your brain tries to think of so much food Mm -hmm. and you start getting hungry for it. Well, when we start meditating on the things of God, at the same time that we're depriving ourselves of spiritual junk food, automatically our taste buds are going to change. We're going to start to crave the supernatural. Here's more. In the Word, it says that Peter and... No, it says Peter would walk down the streets Mm -hmm. and his shadow, his very shadow could touch people Mm -hmm. and they'd get healed when his shadow touched him. Mm -hmm. I can dream that. That means God can do more through me than what I can think. Mm -hmm. I can imagine Marky standing up in front of hundreds of people and having them pray with her and leading them to the Lord. Mm -hmm. That means God's able to do even more through Marky. You know, I can see Buddy speaking in an entire crowd of people falling out under the glory of God. That means that God can do more. God can do more in you. Like I can see the the men and women here on this broadcast, I can see you being raised up to be the financiers of the end time gospel harvest of souls. I can see that. That means that God's able to do more. And when we start dreaming this way, when we start thinking this way, that's when God, through our hunger, through our belief, faith, expectation, that's how he can start leading us through that small voice that's like, yeah, that's the way to start thinking. That's the way to start dreaming. So today, choose to get hungry for God. Put it in the comments. Today, I choose to get hungrier for the things of God. Today, I choose to get hungry for the things of God. This is, it's a choice. It's something that we have to choose to put on. And, and you know, we were talk, we already talked about it. how do you do that? Yeah. You, you, uh, you, um, you stop feasting on spiritual junk food and you train your minds to think about what's available to you. And that's how, that's, that's your, your homework, basically. Yeah. This is your homework. Stop feasting on spiritual junk and, and begin to just pray and say, God, you know, what, what do you have for me? God, give me more vision. Help me to dream bigger because, because this is the day that we need to grow in our hunger for God. I choose today to get hungrier for the things of yeah. God. Right now, what, I want, what I'd like for you to do is even if you're at work or wherever, just take a second and I want you legitimately, and I don't care if this is your flesh or not, I don't care, and hear me out. I want you to write down what your dream is. 
right now, if God were to say to you, what do you want from me? What would you ask him for? Truly, what, what's your dream? Just be honest with yourself. Even speak it to yourself. You don't have to put it in the comments. Write it down for yourself. And then after you write it down, I want you underneath it in all caps, as big and bold, like underline that bad boy. I want you to write, God can do bigger. Type that in the comments. God can do bigger. Even if it's a dream that right now came from your flesh, God can top it. God can absolutely top the most fleshly dream you've ever had. He can top the most spiritual dream you've ever had. He is able to do bigger. God can do bigger. And when we hunger for him, that's when we begin to see the supernatural Mm. and it doesn't matter what position of life you're in you know Peter oh my gosh Peter gets such a bad rap but I love oh I love Peter because Peter he was so I mean emotional but he was so hungry like you you didn't know like he was just so hungry that even after he had missed it even after Jesus looked at him I was like get behind me Satan He didn't get offended. He stayed humble to the point that after denying Jesus three times, like think what that probably felt like when he saw Jesus on the cross. Like he had legit betrayed him, like denied him, left him, abandoned him. And then he saw Jesus on the cross bearing his sins for him. Yet when Jesus, when he heard the voice of Jesus and he realized it's who it was, out in the middle of the ocean on a boat, G- Peter jumped out of the boat fully clothed because he was hungry for the Savior. He's like, I'm going to be the first one to get to him. I'm going to get to him. I don't even care. I don't care that I've missed it in the past. I don't care that I haven't hungered right. I don't care that I've been fleshly. I don't care that I've been soulish. I don't care that I've missed it. I just need him. When we get to that place where, God, it doesn't matter what was there. I just need you. I just need you. And look, you don't see me get emotional on here often, but I've been Peter. I've been him where I've missed it so big and I've missed it so often. And yet at the end of the day, all I need and all I want is his voice. I just need to have his voice. I just need to have his presence. And if that means that I give up anything else, then that's worth it because he's worth it. He can do bigger. He desires you, no matter how big you missed it, no matter how many times you've missed it. He just wants you. So right now, let that wash over you. God wants you. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. He desires that intimacy with you right now. And just Say after, out loud, just say after me and say, Jesus, I need you. I can't do this without you. I have to have you. I don't care how much I've failed. I need you now. Jesus, I love you. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you took every mess I ever made and every mistake I'll ever have. (laughs) And you killed it with you. (laughs) And you raised me up brand new. I'm alive with you right now. You told me in your word that you'll abide with me and that I can abide with you.
Lord, as I hunger for you, I believe in faith that I can hear from you clearly. I believe that you want me. And Jesus, I want you. Today, Jesus, fill me fresh with your Holy Spirit. Jesus, baptize me now with the fire of God. Burn out anything that doesn't need to be there. Burn out anything that was born of the flesh. And let me look more like you. Jesus, I thank you because I'm not just hungry for you. I'm filled with you. That's the other side of the promise is that we will be filled. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, for every person who's prayed this today, fill them fresh today with your Holy Spirit and with your power. Fill them fresh. Let those who thirst, let them be satisfied. Let them be quenched, God. Let them be filled fresh today. Lord, thank you. And just begin to thank him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, I thank you that you didn't leave us in our mess, but you chose us, you redeemed us, you made us new, and we get to be yours. Lord, whatever it takes, today we count the cost and consider you worthy of any price that needs to be paid knowing that Jesus paid all. Lord, our life is yours. We yield to you. We give our lives to you. We give our thoughts to you. We give everything to you. And I declare in the name of Jesus over every viewer, over every person on the broadcast today, let them do exploits. I declare in the name of Jesus that the people watching this broadcast, whether live or in the replay, they will be participants of the end time harvest of souls. They will be participants of your last go round here on the earth before Jesus comes back, Father. I thank you that they will do exploits. They will dream bigger. They will hear clearer and they will be used by you in the name of Jesus. Not one of them will be overlooked. Those who hunger not only will be filled, but they will be sent the same way Isaiah was sent. So Father, we thank you for the calling. Thank you that it manifests in them now. And I thank you, God, that you are cleansing us today in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God's good. Yeah. No, and guys, if you prayed that prayer, and if it really meant something to yeah. you, we want to encourage you to go to what'srite.com, send us a message, yeah. let us know that you prayed that prayer and that, that it was a powerful prayer, that, that you needed that prayer today. Yeah. Um, and so, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a good word. This has been an awesome word. Make sure you share it. Make sure you get this word out, because people need to hear this. You know, like, yeah. people need to hear this. Um, it's an important word, especially for those who might not have had the time or yeah. who might not have been able to join us or who might not have been hungry enough to join us. Like, they need this word. This is the word that can change everything for them. So yeah. we want to encourage you to share this broadcast. But we also want to let you know that we sow this broadcast into you. This, this is us, you know, getting the gospel out, spreading the word of God. And we want to invite you to partner with that word. Uh, yeah. If the, you know, as uh, this is one of the ways that we show hunger, you know, where your treasure is, there yeah. your heart is also. Uh, that the things that we're hungry, it's easy to give towards the things that we're hungry for. Yeah. 
It's easy to put our put, put several hundred dollars into a football game, you know, when we're hungry for I that. I was just like, thinking of Abby and Taco Bell. But yeah, I mean, it's easy cool. to put four hundred dollars <laughs> into Taco Bell. Like whatever, <laughs> whatever you're hungry for, it's so easy to to finance it. You know, that that's just reality. It's easy to put. Abby financed Alvin Marl's Taco Bell for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she, she said that's why it's still open. So. But uh, but it's easy to give towards the things you're hungry for. So so yeah. we want to encourage you, you know, to, to seek the Lord and say, God, what do you want me to sow into this word? What do you want me to give into this word? Yeah. And, and, and fund that. You know, it's easy to give. So if we're hungry for his kingdom and his righteousness, we want to expand his kingdom. We want to, to sow into his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all the things that you'll yeah. ever need, all, all the manifestations, all the blessings, all the provision that you'll ever need, it will be added unto you as you seek that first and as you hunger after it. So as the Lord leads you, we want to invite you to sow. Um, you can go to giveww.org. We have all the other ways to yeah. give uh, down there. It's been scrolling in. It's in the description. But we want to give you that opportunity. And we're going to bless that seed um, right now. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for every gift given. Thank Lord, you, Father. We know in your word that it says, as we give, we Thank receive. You, right now, we call on that word. Right now, we believe your word, God. Thank you, we believe that as we give, we receive yeah, today. You, we receive the harvest today. We don't drop faith. We don't give and not receive. We are good receivers. Yeah. We receive from you, yeah, Lord. We you, partner Lord. with you. As you give us seed, we give it back, and we keep the cycle going, Lord. We're yeah. good receivers today in the name of Jesus, and we believe for every gift given, every yeah. seed sown, you, that Father. it is blessed, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It is a harvest running over. It is not just enough. It is running over blessed with provision because your word says so and we believe your word. We trust you, Lord, and we thank you that we receive now. Yeah. We receive the harvest now yeah. and we expectantly see it, Lord. Yeah. We look for it. Even today, we look for the yes. harvest on the seed sown today yeah. in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And may each seed be pressed down, shaken together, running over. May it return back to them quickly. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being on with us today. We're going to hand it off to Abby, who is apparently dropping water bottles left and right <laughs> in the studio right now. It's cool. Uh, no, honestly, we're going to turn it over to Abigail, but we will be back on Monday at 11.30 a.m. Abby has some announcements for you. But as Marky was saying, you're invited to every bit of what Abby's about to tell you. If you're able to get here to these things that she's talking to you about, get here. Like hunger, the church alive is worth the drive. Like, it, it's true. The church that's alive and moving in these manifestations of the Spirit, it's worth a drive. Yeah. So even if you start driving now, you've got five hours before prayer night starts tonight. Mm -hmm. If you're within five hours, you can get here on time. If you're not, you can still get here, and then we'll help you get a hotel room, and then you can be here for soul winning tomorrow, mm -hmm. and it'll be great. But be here. Yeah. Make sure you don't miss out. But it's up to you. Jesus isn't going to make you be here. He's going to give you the option, just like he said to the disciples, do you want to go to you're able can i just say something yeah there, there have been many times when i've said to someone like are you going to be at, at service on sunday lord willing he's willing be there on sunday yeah. like, <laughs> like literally like i hate that are, are you going to be at church oh you know god willing 
God is willing. <laughs> it's in the word, assemble. It's in the word, yeah, it's in the word. He's willing, that's what he wants. It's up to you, not yeah. God. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. it is. So out. make the decision to be <laughs> hungry. Yeah, extra like, nugget. Literally, put your money where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. Put your actions where the decision you just made are. Mm -hmm. Be in the house where God is going yeah. to be. Mm -hmm. This is It's a big weekend. This yeah. is a big weekend for Boomerang, yeah. mm -hmm. and it, but it's yeah. not just for the house. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not a part of Boomerang, you are still able to attend this. So yeah. we would encourage you to be here. It's going to be powerful. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Would you like to drop anything before we hand over to Abigail? Boom! I dropped my fist on the table. There it is. That's how you know she's emphasizing. She's going. Bye. Well, praise God. That was obviously Holy Spirit because I was seriously about to say those exact words. You have five hours. Get here. I was already doing the math. Five hours. I was seriously already doing the math. I'm like, all right. I can tell them they have five hours. Drive here, get a plane ticket. I don't know if you can get a plane ticket within like an hour or two and fly here, but if you can, do it and get here because it is so important for the fact that, honestly, for the fact that Barrett and I both had that exact same thought that you have five hours to drive here or to get here somehow, that means that that's for someone. So if the Lord is telling you to do it right now, Act on that hunger that was just being taught and don't let what the Lord says be an option. If the Lord is putting it on your heart, if you have peace, this is what the Lord's telling me to do. Then act on that. Act on that hunger for the Lord. So we will be having prayer night tonight at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. You can get here and it's going to be amazing. And then tomorrow we're having Soul Winning Saturday we are seriously acting out the commandments of God. He told us to win souls, make disciples, and that's what we're exactly doing. And even if you've never been soul winning, we are going to be training each and every person who comes before we go out. So there is no reason to not come. And then the next day is Holy Spirit Sunday. We will be having Two services, one at 10 a.m., one at 4 p.m., and we're just letting Holy Spirit do whatever He wants, which is going to be amazing and life-changing. Again, you are not going to want to miss it. But also, for planning purposes, next week is Father's Day. Get your dad a gift. Get your grandpa a gift. But then also, get them to church, to Boomerang <laughs> Church next weekend and get them in the raffle for the grill giveaway. Because what dad, what dad doesn't like a grill? And that's the exact one. That's a picture of the exact one, make and model. I mean, that might not be like the serial number one, but it's, an, it's a twin. They're, they're twins, they're definitely twins. So that's all I have for you. Have a great Friday. We hope to see you tonight. And if not, if you know you like live in Hawaii or somewhere, you can't make it tonight, then we'll see you next Monday at 1130. Bye.